Okay. Everybody ready to rock and roll? Yes, sir. Guess what? I got a fever. You're giving me fever. Fever. In the morning. A fever all through the night. Welcome to episode 33 of the Dynasty Fever podcast. My name is Brian Ford. I am joined by my co-host, Jesse Schneeman. Jesse, how are you doing? I'm awesome, man. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm awesome, man. So happy to be here with a, with a good friend and a new friend. All right. Fellow yeah. Eagles fan. Well, yeah, that, that, that bond uh, came quickly, right? So this is, <laughs> this is our, our fourth uh, rookie episode with guests um, and... Our guest tonight is the mother CEO uh, of, of Dynasty Rewind, and that's uh, Michael Bauer. Mike, how you doing? I'm great, gentlemen. Thank you for having me on. So, Just so everyone knows, I'm not pretentious by calling myself the CEO. And that was just kind of like an inside joke between yeah. me and the guys. And then I just kind of took it and ran with it. It's kind of a way to help me stand out, I guess. A little, little Vince McMahon-ish. Yeah. Kind of, nice. <laughs> so it's it's kind of fun. I enjoy it. Well, we like to ask uh, the guests a couple questions and stuff uh, about them uh, and their sort of journey, if you will, uh, before we we dive in. So, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about you know fantasy football and and dynasty. How'd you how long you been playing? What got you into dynasty and and where'd you go from there? So prior to dynasty, I was your typical seasonal player. You know, ESPN leagues, one league. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're out of it, you're you stop paying attention by week 10. Um, but I, I just, there was something about it. I'm like, there has to be more, right? Like you can't just end here. Like why is there anything out there? That's like an actual, you know, like the actual NFL. So I found dynasty. My brother-in-law started a league. I listened to a bunch of podcasts. I did not agree with a lot of the things that people said on podcasts. And, uh, you know, I was just bitching about it. I'm sorry. Complaining about it. No, that's fine. Forgive me. Um, and they're like, well, hey, if you think you know so much, why don't you start your own podcast? So I did. Right um, and that was three years ago. And, uh, you know, it's been going pretty well. I feel like it's it's been a gradual uptick. I feel like we're finally starting to find our niche in the market here. Um, you know, I, I like it. And um, it's it's something I enjoy doing. I like spending my spare time creating content. You know, and for the most part, feedback has been pretty good. You always have people that, for some reason feel the need to say something negative. Well, especially if you're on Twitter. Yeah, especially on Twitter. Actually, to be honest with you, you know where I get most of the, the negative comments are our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, uh, which is fine. Hey, everyone's a keyboard warrior anymore. So, uh, that That's the abbreviated version sure. of why I chose to do this. So uh, tell folks what it is, the name of the podcast, where they can find you, stuff like that. Yeah, so we are the Dynasty Rewind, and we are pretty much everywhere you could find audio podcasts. We just got on iHeartRadio, um, which you have to apply to do. Uh, mm. It's free to apply to to all you other content creators out there. I highly recommend going on iHeartRadio too if you have a podcast. I've noticed a nice uptick in our downloads since we got on there. Um, so you find us anywhere. We have a YouTube channel, and we have an Instagram page and a Facebook group and all that, that good stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely come check us out if you're interested. You know, we'd love to uh, see a comment. You know, say hey, whatever, be great. Yeah. We we do release videos every day. 
mm-hmm. by the way. So the videos are generally cut ups from our, our audio podcast. You know, we have a couple different segments and Bob, our director of operations, they're talking about the made up <laughs> uh, handles. Um, he cuts them up into like four or five videos. And then we do a mock draft. We have a mock draft that releases every Monday okay. for um, I'm old enough to say pound sign mock Monday. I don't use hashtags. I use the pound sign and then just a <laughs> bunch of other good stuff. We do team audits too. Uh, you know, so we, somebody, if you, know, you go on our YouTube page, you find a team audit, which I think is kind of unique that we do this. Um, you can submit your team oh, yeah. and then you can even request who you want to have audit your team. So if like you want me and Porkman to audit your team, you could say, I want Mike and Porkman to look at it, or it could be whoever you want it to be on the team. And we do that. No other podcasts do it. We're not the first, we're not the last, but yeah. a lot of podcasts only do it for their exclusive content people you know like their patrons or whoever mm-hmm. we don't do that we do prioritize our patrons first but we'll do it for anybody unfortunately audits are closed right now until after the draft mm-hmm. and then we'll pick them back up again so we just have too many to go to all right yeah we need we need you we need you guys concentrating on these rookies yeah well don't worry i've i got see this <laughs> folder i carry this folder around with me every every day to work i know that if you reading you can't see it so these on this side are players that i have scouted and then on this side of players, I'm going to scout. So this wow. is what I do when I eat breakfast, when I take my lunch break at work, and whenever I have free time, I scout rookies. Wow. Yeah. And, and you have paper. So the thing is, if I'm what when I'm watching a film at breakfast or on my lunch break, it's on my phone. Um, so it's just easier for me to jot something down mm. real quick. Mm-hmm. And then uh, later I will put it into our scouting sheet and come up with a actual numerical grade. I use pen and paper quite a bit myself. Yeah. And it's just one of those things. Cause then um, you don't have to search for something. I could just jot it down. And then when I'm done watching the film, I can go and cross out and whatever. And it's just easier that way. It's actually, I do recycle the paper. I print out the show sheets um, so that I'm not looking over here. Cause everything does go on YouTube. So I can stay focused here. Mm-hmm. And then the, the back of the show sheet is blank. I use that for scouting rookies. So yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so let's flow right into it then. So when, when you are scouting, uh, you, like we said, uh, prior to the show, you, you watch a lot of film. You were mm-hmm. just saying, saying that too. What else is part of your process as far as like uh, scouting, grading, ranking, that sort of thing? Yeah. Um, so I'm not an analytics guy by any means. I do, I do look at some of the metrics and there's some analytics guys that I do trust, but I'm a, my whole thing was the numbers lie, but the tape doesn't. You know what I mean? Um, Jesse, I know you're an Eagles fan. You remember Donnell Pumphrey. Do I remember Donnell Pumphrey? Exactly. Analytically, Uh, with some of the numbers he put up, he should have been one of the best running backs in the draft. The fact of the matter is he was just too small. He couldn't handle an NFL. He he didn't play in an FBS team, right? Um, I think he played at like... It, it was it was a small school in a nothing conference from what yeah. I remember. I, it was um, I, I just I'm sorry I don't watch college anymore. So it's whatever Division Two used to be. Yeah, I but think. it's one of the it's one of those things. I need to see it for myself. Yeah. Um, that's just it's how I do it. I'm all about the film. You know, there are guys that that don't have really good numbers. Dawson Knox didn't have good numbers coming out of Ole Miss. Dawson Knox is a good NFL tight end. You know what I mean? Uh, they did just sign somebody at Buffalo. OJ Howard went to Buffalo, right? Mm-hmm. This is going to hurt Dawson Knox a little bit, but I'll buy Dawson Knox low right now if I can. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they use Dawson Knox a lot as a blocker anyway. So, no. you know, and hopefully that's what OJ Howard's going there for. I think it was a 
it wasn't a huge contract. So, but remember, you know, I always say the NFL does not care about your fantasy team. hundred so percent. Right. Work, we have to work around that. People yeah. are like, this is going to be so bad. It's like, they don't care about you. <laughs> they don't care about your make-believe football game, man. They care about winning championships. That is yeah. it. Right. So, like, if, if if speaking of the Bills, if they take Brees Hall at the you know late in the first round, it's probably. I mean, it's great that he goes to a good offense, but it's probably going to hurt hurt his fantasy value a little bit, right? Because he's got to compete with Josh Allen so much. So actually, the guy I want to go to Buffalo is Isaiah Spiller. I don't know why. From the get-go, watching his film, I'm like, this dude would just be perfect in Buffalo. Like Isaiah Spill, I know a lot of people are down on him right now, but he could do everything. He blocks really well. They've lined him up at fullback. They lined him up at wide receiver. I just feel like he has a really unique skill set. He's got a big enough frame. Um, I just, I'm like, he just screams Buffalo to me. And he's Hell much better it. than Zach Moss. Uh, Devin Singletary is still going to have fantasy value. I, we're going off the rails talking about uh, not rookies right now. Sorry, I'm just kind of. No, we are. We're talking about Spiller. That's great. That is, that is true. Um, but these guys are still going to have relevance. You know what I mean? So um, I just, I love the panic trade offers after the draft. That I <laughs> you guys, you you all know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Because a rookie comes in and then it's, I got to get rid of this guy. It's like, hey, listen, <laughs> take your depreciated asset. Yeah. By all means, I have no problem with that. Yeah. So uh, speaking of Spiller, yeah, I, I love hit. Like, yeah, I think he's great all around back. Maybe he doesn't have breakaway speed, but. What I see about out of him is he might be the maybe second or third best route runner out of all the running backs in this class. I mean, that guy can actually like run a route and get open and get separation. You know, for someone his size, it's pretty amazing. He's going to eat linebackers up. He's a pretty big dude, too. He is 6'1. I have his weight right here. What's his weight? Uh, he's like 220, 225. Yeah. So he's a big guy. 225. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about perfect NFL size, like yeah, that's it right there. Mm-hmm. So oh, I love Spiller. I, so um, if you don't mind, Brian, this kind of feeds right into one of the questions that I, I had thinking for you. Thinking the same thing. Yeah. So um, I, I'm a little concerned about draft capital for these two guys, Walker and Spiller, because well, first of all, because Spiller didn't run, you know, didn't compete at the combine and didn't run well at his pro day. I I think anyone that really knows anything about Spiller has watched him kind of figured he wasn't going to test. Well, it doesn't really bother me personally, but I think it could affect his draft, his, his draft stock. Um, And then Walker just being, you know, the one year um, production kind of guy, it concerns me just from a draft, you know, from a draft capital standpoint, what do you think? I'm not concerned about that at all, to be honest with you, because okay. more I, th- I think the the game has evolved to the point now where we're still of the mindset that good draft capital is first round, and you know you, every position is different. To me, good draft capital for a running back is anywhere a second to fourth round, high fourth round. Look at Michael Carter with the Jets last year, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, oh, he's fourth round pick. I'm like. He's the fourth round pick of the new regime. As much as that kills all 12 of the Michael P. Ryan shares that I had. um, I'm not worried about it. If these guys are a day two or even early day three pick, I'm not worried about it at all. I think they're probably both day two picks, to be honest with you. The one-year production does not worry me at all about Kenneth Walker. He was not used right at Wake Forest. Up until this year, Wake Forest was kind of a, a team that was in transition. Look what Isaiah Spiller did in the SEC. I mean, 
he averaged over five yards per carry in the SEC. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. I mean, yeah. we're talking about he's almost in the NFL playing in the SEC every single week. And like I said before, he could do everything. And NFL teams are going to see that. The pass pro is the big one. If a running back cannot protect the quarterback, they're not going to get on the field. And I preach this all the time, and people get so mad at me. They're like, blocking doesn't get you fantasy points. It gets you on. Yeah, it gets you on the field. Absolutely. Yeah. Coaches have their guys. Their guys are the guys that do what they want them to do. It's the little nuances. Jalen Samuels was quoted years ago. They didn't teach us blocking in college. Does Jalen Samuels look like he's fantasy relevant right now? (laughs) Kenneth Walker, I believe was at the combine said, I know block. I think it was Kenneth Walker. I could be wrong. They got too much going on up here. I know blocking isn't my thing, but if I want to be a three down back in the NFL, I need to work on it. Coaches love hearing stuff like that. They love hearing stuff like that. So I'm not worried about draft capital for these guys. Now, obviously if they're a six round pick, a UDFA, then we're going to have some concerns. They're going to slip down our rookie boards a little bit. But um, so uh, real quick, let me ask you guys, what, why do you think Jamal Williams split time pretty evenly with DeAndre Swift for so much of the year when he's clearly a less dynamic back? I'm going to, I'm going to, just from what we were talking about, I think you're going to say blocking. Blocking and reliability. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be where the coaches want him to be. He's not going to put the ball on the ground. And when he needs to get positive yardage, he will. And DeAndre Swift was hurt a lot too. Yeah, but I mean, early in the year when they were both healthy, they were splitting time, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it, it's not because anyone thinks Jamal Williams is a better running back. It's just because he's reliable and and coaches, you know, especially that coach love, love that kind of thing. Like, that's why those kind of guys get on the field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kneecaps. That was the weirdest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, let me stick with running backs then. Uh, I've actually ironed out my first round of of rankings today. So I have a little more clarity on this question, but I still see kind of a, a traffic jam after the big three. Um, and uh, I mean, I could throw out a bunch of names. I'm not going to list them all, but you know, you know, anywhere from four through, I don't know, 10, maybe like I, it, some of these, some of these guys are interchangeable uh, for me at the, and then I started sussing them out a little bit today, but um, I'm wondering how you feel about like that, sort of chunk of, of the running back rankings that are after the big three and they all have pluses and minuses, you know, things you can knock them on things that are, they're, they're good at. How yeah. I'm so curious. Up? Like everybody's got a different fourth, you know? So mm-hmm. who's, who's the next guy that you're excited about? So mine's actually Zamir white. Um, so all of the rankings on dynasty rewind are super flex based. So there is um, there's a gap. Like my big three is Brees hall, Kenneth Walker and Isaiah Spiller in that order. And Isaiah Spiller is my sixth highest rank. My next running back is 14. So there's a little bit of a gap there. You know, we got wide receivers, quarterbacks, and um, then it's, I got another gap. I got uh, Zamir White, some Malik Willis, Sam Howell. And then I actually got a little run there. Jerome Ford is a guy that I'm high on mm-hmm. out of Cincinnati. Rashad White. I think he's going to be a good NFL back. I'm not like super high on him. Um, it's a little boring to me, to be honest with you. Kyron Williams is uh, is up there as well, although I'm not as high on him as other people are. It's a little slow. Everyone's like, oh, his pass protection is great. Let's see that good of pass protection. He's not that big either. 
Wow. Okay. Can we, can we yeah, yeah. just, <laughs> can we, can we take one step back please? Because, uh, you know, uh, as most people who listen to me here, know, I'm on another podcast on dynasty, uh, Warzone network. And we just had this conversation last night about Kyron yeah. Williams. So I, I, I saw nothing negative from my, from what I watched. I only watched two games, but then I've heard like superlatives about his past blocking. So where, where do you land on that? So my, my grade on him and our, our grades grading scale goes from two to nine. Two is um, developmental and nine is hall of fame. Not many, nobody, I've never graded anybody at a nine yet, to be honest with you. Like right in between six is good starter. Five is average starter. I graded his past pro at a five. Um, I think he's an average starter. The thing is he's five, nine, one And I take all my height and weight off ESPN. Do you think he could stop Miles Garrett if he plays in the NFC? <laughs> Maybe if he kneecaps him. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things. Like, yeah, he's a really. I'm trying. I'm scouting on what I see, but I also have to slightly project what these guys can do in the NFL. Sure. I just don't see him being a three down back. You know, and one of the things that yeah. I'm saying, especially with this class, is he a three down back or is he a third down back? I thought his receiving ability was was really good. I think he's a third down back in the NFL, to be honest with you, because he could do a lot of the good things. But there are some guys that are ranked lower, honestly, on my rankings. I'm sure everybody else's rankings that if I was an NFL team, I'd probably rather take over Kyron Williams, draft capital. You can get him cheaper, pay him less over the course of their career. Sir McCormick, I like a lot. I have Kyron Williams somewhere around 11th or 12th in this class. Yeah, Brian yeah. Robinson Jr. can do everything that Kyron Williams can a little bit better. Okay. He's, like, he's, he's bigger. Though. Uh, he's he's a big. What's up, but Devonta Price stands straight up like um, Adrian Peterson used to. Kevin Harris is super boring. Damian Pierce is a guy that the NFL scouts seem to be really high on. Damian Pierce was also not used correctly at Florida. Um, Tyler Goodson I like a lot. So there's there's some other guys that are down here, but they're that are pretty good. Yeah. Um, and so there's a couple guys that I haven't heard you talk about. Real quick, if you don't mind. Um, there's the Donnell Pumphrey of this class, James Cook. What do you think of him? <laughs> if you, I, I see, I, my, I'm, I'm gonna give my take real quick, and that uh, I think he's um, a football player made out of paper. And if the wind blows too hard, he falls over. Um, so I actually like James Cook a little bit. Uh, he does need to put some more weight on though, because he's height wise five eleven for running back is fine, but he's only one ninety. Um, he actually is a good see. Here's the problem I have with these Georgia running backs. They have so many running backs there and they just rotate them in that nobody thinks Zamir White's there, James Cook, Kendall Milton's coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Um, they had like uh what the hell was got Ricky's Ricky McIntosh was like their receiving back. They used to be a powerhouse though, with uh Chubb and Gurley and yeah, you know, I think there were a few other guys that you know. I think James Cook is okay. So I have him graded at 5.27. Um, and I have him projected to go in like the third or fifth round. Mm-hmm. He's going to get decent draft capital because he's a Georgia running back. 5.27 puts him just slightly over being an average starter in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's a little elusive. He's pretty powerful. But yeah, he is going to need to put on some weight in the NFL because 5'11", 190 is not going to cut it. I, I think, I'm sorry. Uh, if uh, I have him listed as 199, so maybe I... I don't know. That's uh, maybe I, I I got it wrong, but either way, I'd like to see him have better size. But 
Um, I think, you know, for me, it's like, if Dynasty wasn't PPR, like, I don't know, for me, at least, if, I, if I'd be, if I'd be on him as much as I am. And, and even then, I, I think I have him at 11. So um, I, am, I, am, I, uh, am I not giving him enough credit? Um, I don't know. Let me see where I have him. Where are you at, James? Cook? Same. I have him at 10. So I'm right there with you, Brian. Uh, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. No, he's my running back 10. I have him hey. right <laughs> after Tyler Algier and right above Zonovan Knight. Okay. okay. So that, that was the next question I had was uh, Algiers. Mm. Is it Algiers or Algier? I'm from Philly. We never know whether to put the S on the end or not. <laughs> Algiers is the city in Algeria. Uh, okay. <laughs> Algier is the running back. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, you know, if you want to start scouting, what I do is when, I, um, when I'm looking at a player, if anyone pops, I write their name down and I go back and I look at them later. So I've been kind of on Tyler Algier a little bit since last year when I was scouting Zach Wilson. I like Tyler, Tyler Algier. To be honest with you, I think he can do everything that Kyron Williams can do a little bit better. Runs through the hole well. He's a good pass pro guy. And he catches the ball really well out of the backfield too. I like Tyler Algier. Everyone's like, oh, well, he did. He was, uh, he, he was a no-star recruit. Okay. I don't care. <laughs> that, means some, that means they didn't, they didn't find him in the scouting process, you know? You know who else? was a zero-star recruit, Pierre Strong Jr., and a lot of people are all mm. over him. So, yeah, that's true. You know, I just feel like people, they say things like that, you know, because they want their narrative to apply to certain things. When it, and I, I like to call people out on that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. FYI, I was a zero-star recruit for Arizona State as a catcher. Yeah, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was a zero-star recruit for uh, grad school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, look, yeah. I didn't even go to college. So I'm zero star across the board. Right, right on, right on. Look so at let you me now. ask you a, a question. Like last year, uh, you know, it's probably the closest I looked at rookies, uh, you know, as I get more and more into dynasty. And I, you know, I had people having me think that Josh Imator Bebe and Amir Smith-Marset could be a thing. Although I think Smith-Marset still has a chance. Right. So like, and, and then when I'm looking at these, at, 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 you know, I'm looking at these running backs that I'm ranking and I'm like finding good things to say about, you know, uh, Keontae Ingram and Deshaun Corbin and my guy, Isaiah Pacheco. Like <laughs> it's, it's easy. I think during rookie season to feel like it's deeper than maybe it really is. Yeah, it is. There, but there, are, there always seem to be a couple guys though, you know, that, that come out of nowhere. You guys, you both have a point and okay. So first of all, Keontae Ingram and Jayshon Corbin, I'm good. You you can have all those. If we're in any leagues together, I'm just going to let you go ahead and draft them. Right on. <laughs> good. Um, and who is the other? I haven't heard of the Isaiah Pacheco. Pacheco. Yeah, so he's from Rutgers, the powerhouse Rutgers. But at 216 pounds, he ran a sub 4-4 uh, at, the, at the 40, uh, at, the, at the combine. Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, I don't know too much about him because uh, Rutgers sucks and I went to Rutgers, but I'm hearing, you know, change, he'll be a change of pace back with good contact balance and, you know, don't sleep on him. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I do see him on my our uh, overall player list of guys to scout. Um, so I will get to him. I'll scout him and Bo Melton at the same time because mm-hmm. uh, they both went to Rutgers. Yeah, here's the thing. I understand where you guys are coming from. You scout these guys, you see some things, 
and it's easy to fall in love with a guy. That's why to me, when we started doing the scouting cards, the way Nate does it, assigning a numerical value to these guys really helps put things into perspective because, you know, if you look at some of the things, I'll just bring up my Isaiah Spiller scouting card here. Some of the things we look at athleticism, size, vision, patience, power, elusiveness, contact balance, receiving ability, pass pro playmaking slash yards after the catch and production. And that changes between quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, because certain things are more important. So once you have a numerical grade on it, I feel like maybe I didn't like that guy so much after all. And you go back and you reevaluate your process. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, well, he doesn't do this really well. The NFL really likes when players do that really well. Would you like me to bring up my Keontae Ingram scouting card so you can see what I thought about him? Yes. Well, to be fair, I'm not, I'm not like super high on him. I think I have him down at uh, uh, 14, and I think that might even be high the next time I, I go through things. But – yeah, I mean, it's not like I'm in love with him. I just, you know, you know I, just I, just want to talk about yeah. <laughs> I have him at 5.00. He's an average starter. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I remember. Uh, he, if he gets squared up by a linebacker, he's done. Legs stop moving when he gets hit. Mm. Average receiver, average pass pro. Um, his playmaking was really concerning because other times, sometimes he looked really good. Other times he looked like he was stuck in the mud, mm. uh, never clips a thousand yards in a season or broke 250 yards in receiving, you know, mm-hmm. three of his four collegiate years held under 200 yards receiving. So stuff like that's concerning to me. And Jay Sean Corbin, I remember scouting him. Uh, I have him at a 4.36, which is a low end backup. Okay. Um, good NFL size, but then across the board, just okay. Just okay. Just okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think, uh, I, you know, I just saw him as like a home run threat and, you know, people fall in love with that sort of thing. So I thought maybe, but yeah, I, they, again, I have him down at 15. It's not like I'm, you know, super high on him. I actually have him as a UDFA. Okay. Yeah. Um, but he's going to be in a camp six foot, two, 221 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, going he can fly. to get a chance to do something. I'll tell you a guy that I really like. I just finished scouting in the other day. Yeah, please. Daniel Warren from Oklahoma State. Okay. I'm sorry, what was that name? Jalen Warren from Oklahoma State. I haven't heard of him. And there's another guy too, Letty Brown from West Virginia. Those are two guys that I think could be late round. Letty back. Brown sounds like a blues singer. It does. <laughs> yeah. These guys are actually pretty good. Um, Jalen Warren, great between the line, between the tackles. He's a banger. Drags guys, good receiver. Uh, Letty Brown, he's a little smaller. He, here's the thing. He looks like he's six foot one the way he plays, but he's 5'8". Mm. the dude plays tough reminds me in that regard of kenneth walker we were talking about four because he's like five nine but he plays so much bigger so those are just two guys that i like someone to just keep your yeah awesome your your, ear open for because you're going to need late round draft picks yeah i was about to say i have six round draft picks that i don't know what the heck to do with so thank (laughs) you six rounds that's see i feel like the average is like four yeah yeah some deep leagues so I, I real quick when I when I wanted him to repeat that name, even though I'm wearing headphones, I still leaned in towards my <laughs> yeah, well, <that's> like, <laughs> or, or like yeah, or like when you squint to hear something as if it's got something to do with your eyes. <laughs> right. Or when you're uh, trying to find an address, you turn your radio down in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> turn this down real quick. Or maybe we're just old. So so yeah. let's uh let's move to wide receivers. Um 
uh, Jesse, kick it off. Do you want to piss on Jamison Williams, or do you want to <laughs> talk about low effort George Pickens? That's okay. Your, that's your okay. Okay. So first of all, I want to dispel the idea that I hate Jamison Williams. I love Jamison Williams. He would okay. be my wide receiver one in a tier of his own if he had not gotten hurt in this draft. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love him. He's got all the ability in the world. He's got rug speed with like wide receiver ability, you know? Uh, so I like, I actually drafted him with the one eleven in a, in a, oh, okay. in a draft oh, a week and a half ago. So I had the nine, 10, 11. I went uh, Kenny Pickett, Drake London, and then Jameson. And I took Jameson Williams over Spiller. So I, 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 I killed my running back bias there too. Yeah. I mean, it's a real big rebuilding team, so I can wait on him. Um, but yeah, I, you know, it's just the injury. It just bumps him down for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you have any other takes on him? Bauer? I love Jamison Williams. Jamison Williams is my wide receiver five. And again, he would have been higher if he wouldn't have been injured. Um, I do have Jahan Dotson out of Penn state ahead of him. Okay. You're going to sleep on Jahan Dotson. Uh, he love actually me some Jah- Jahan Dotson. grew up 20 minutes away from me. Um, it's funny. He grew up 20 minutes that way. And then, uh, right across the bridge from where I live now, Saquon Barkley lived in Copley, Pennsylvania. So it's weird. Like, and Jesse's a Penn state guy. So you're, you really caught his attention now. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I come from a long line of Penn state people and I'm the black sheep that went to Arizona state. Cause that's, like I said, they recruited me. So got a Penn um, state wanted me to walk on and I just, you know, got to go where that scholarship takes exactly exactly so um i'm sorry go on like i think so i have him graded at a 6.33 which is a middle of the pack good starter and that's what i see right now he's a burner very nimble gets open very easily great burst off the line good routes good route tree hands are good the only i do have a few knocks on him but these are things that could all be coached his contested great catch isn't great but i think that's more schematic like how Alabama plays mm-hmm. his run blocking is a little suspect but I mean you know everyone likes to talk oh well, couldn't get on the field at Ohio State oh why is he so great now it's like dude give it he a- went to Alabama and balled I don't care yeah. you know Bill Burrow couldn't get on the field at Ohio State because exactly <laughs> number one overall pick Dwayne Haskins is a third string quarterback mm. Jameson Williams I like I know you're talking about low effort George Pickens I understand where you're coming from. George Pickens and you know, people that go to Georgia to play wide receiver are doing themselves a disservice. In my opinion, I just I hate that offense. By the way, if you're in a Debbie League, just don't draft Stetson Bennett. You're going to be wasting your time. He's not an NFL quarterback. Um, but let me clarify. I don't think he's low effort. Brandon Lejeune came on our podcast and called him low effort. I watched Kenny Pickens and just saw a star in the making. I love him way. His talent is way better than than Drake London. The only issue I had with George Pickens was um, his blocking was average. He gets pushed around a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But I like George Pickens a lot. He is my wide receiver. I I need another monitor. I only have two. Um, He's my wide receiver three right now. Three. Even more aggressive than me. I have him four because I love Chris Olave. It's uh, Garrett Wilson, Traylon Burks, and George Pickens. I have Chris Olave as my wide receiver seven. Because mm-hmm. uh, then it's Jahan Dotson, James Williams, Drake London, and then Olave. Man, you are really high on Jahan Dotson. Love that. I do like Jahan Dotson a lot. And, you know, part of it is I've got to see him play in person a bunch of times, too. Mm-hmm. And every time I've seen him, like, he just 
I went to uh, see Penn State play Maryland at Maryland last year. Oh, okay. Um, did you ever have, if you ever have a chance to go see a Terrapins game, it's actually a really cool stadium. Like, right I, have, I have a stepson graduating from there this year. So I've, I've yeah. been. So it's cool. But I mean, Jahan Dotson won that game for them because Sean Clifford is an awful quarterback. And I'm so mad that he came back for his sixth year. It's very selfish of you, Sean Clifford. <laughs> Ryan, I feel the same way about Sean Clifford that I do about Nate Gary. Okay. In case you're wondering. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ouch! <laughs> close if he can play anywhere on the field. Um, great contest to catch. He goes up and get it. Super athletic, fast. He's burner. So yeah, I may be a little higher on him. People are going to say it's a homer pick. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I believe in the dude's talent. I really do. If he played it wherever, if he played at Kentucky or Texas, and he did the same thing, I'd still believe in him then too. He just he's just so play. smooth, man. He just he really is. He he reeks of. NFL receiver to me like he just he's I, I just feel like he's gonna be a day one um Z you know number two wide receiver for a team and just lock it down for the rest of his career you know if he if if, if he plays for more than two teams in his entire career I would be surprised the only problem I have people seem to say oh he's small he's 511 like let's let's not forget Odell Beckham is 511 Mm-hmm. Just to put but that he in. is under 180, isn't he? Um, I is he? He might be. I think I had him at 178. Okay. So when I scattered him, I had him at 184. Okay. Well, so, it's it's hard to it's hard to scout um players against press coverage in college because you know what do they see? Maybe five or ten plays all year against mm-hmm. press. They don't play it in college. So it's hard to say, but I feel like from what I see in his traits, like he can he can be press with his quicks. You know, he's not going to muscle his way out of press, but um, I feel like he can make a corner look a little stupid off the line. Yeah, exactly. And the good thing about him is too, depending on where he goes, he's not going to get the opposing team's best cornerback most mm. likely. Cause I don't mm. project him to be a wide receiver one, on an NFL right. team. but I, I think he's probably everything you wanted Juju Smith Schuster to be. Okay. Mm probably what Jahan Dotson is in the NFL. So I have to ask you a question about something that rhymes with Dotson. Uh, so Christian Watson, combine okay. darling, right? Uh, athleticism, especially for his size, you know, uh, that's going to play in the NFL. Uh, but then again, F, uh, 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 what do they call it? FSCF, uh, uh, FCS, FBS. F, uh, and fifth year senior, limited production profile, et cetera, et cetera. Should we be careful you know, I, I see a reporter saying, nah, he's a, he's a lock for a top 50 pick. And then I go on the Dynasty Rewind YouTube channel and I see a video called, is Christian Watson overhyped? Where are we with Watson? Um, I think he's slightly overhyped, just a little bit. There's people that had him in their like top three, top five wide receivers. He's not there for me. I have him one behind Jalen Hol- Tolbert and one ahead of Sky Moore. Ooh. Um, I want to talk about Tolbert later. Yeah, I do like Jalen Tolbert. And Nate from our podcast is really big on Jalen Tolbert. But, you know, we're talking about another guy here. Um, No-star recruit. I don't think he got any Division One offers. Went to North Dakota State. So he did play with Trey Lance a little bit. Um, yeah, big body, physical. Let's see. Let me bring up my scouting card here. Um, Tested through the roof. He did. Um, let's keep in mind here, you know, when you look at his stats, you're not going to see anything great. That is a run first team 
mm. North Dakota State. So um, there's a couple things that were average. I don't think he's actually that fast. He's good off the line as a runner, but he doesn't have elite uh, long speed. Fairly nimble, really good body control. Uh, off the line, he's not that great but he seems to get open better on deeper routes. Like his technique just takes over, or maybe these D2 corners just aren't that fast. Um, mm-hmm. uh, routes yeah. are sharp. His route tree is inclusive. Hands are good, but he's not a pure hands catcher. That's one thing I look at too. You catch him with your body a lot. Can you separate out of your hands? Um, so here's uh, actually just want to add to that real quickly. Um, here's one thing I saw out of him personally, um, just from what, what I, when I was watching, he tried to catch the ball the wrong way a couple times. I believe that. Like he had his hands positioned incorrectly. So that's coaching. Like he just seemed very raw to me and didn't understand a lot mm-hmm. of his techniques. Yeah. And yeah, his route be, running needs yeah. help too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, the quarterback that North Dakota State had last year was not that good. I think he was that great. Um, yeah. He just didn't seem to understand like how to put himself into position to to catch the ball easily you I know think, he made everything harder on himself i think he's a second round pick though to be honest let me turn this into a right dynasty on. question then you're in, you're in a rookie draft and say uh watson had a good landing spot as far as the coaching goes because he needs to get coached up and 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 developed right uh and you're like jesse's team he was saying before you can you can you can probably wait on him I, you know i don't know that you're going to get him past like what the mid-second in the rookie draft? I drafted – well, so in that same draft, I took him, right, with the 208, I believe, 14-team league, mm-hmm. and there's an extra pick at the end of the first. Mm-hmm. So that is 23rd the pick. 23rd pick, I but believe. That's surprising to me because I would think, like, if there's that – so there's 15 picks in the first round. I'm surprised he was – what's the format? Superflex? Superflex, tight end, half-point tight end for premium. Right, and so it's, you know, when we, like, obviously we drafted before the NFL draft. So. Yeah. Which I do like doing that, by the way. Um, it's fun. I feel like in a lot of cases, like two, four, two, five, two, six ish is might be the late latest that you normally would get him, especially if he's got a good landing spot. I'm not concerned. Like if he goes somewhere with, uh, are you asking like if the quarterback situation is not the best, you know, depending on where he goes. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you have to take into consideration. Like, if you got drafted by the Eagles, I wouldn't be thrilled about it. I'm not a Jalen Hurts fan at all. To be fair, I was not a Jalen Hurts before he was drafted. He doesn't have an NFL arm. He doesn't set his feet well. doesn't throw his receivers open. He locks on his first read too many times, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> These are all things that have to be taken into consideration. Mm-hmm. Um, too many I'm, things to improve. You know, it's only going to get so so good. You know? But I'm okay with taking a shot on Christian Watson, even if – he has a not, a not ideal quarterback situation because I think the talent is there. And if the coaching staff is good enough and they could get him schemed up correctly, should be good to go. Bingo. And that's one of the things I do like about the Eagles is I think they know, I, I think they do a good job of coaching wide receivers, whether Rager, Rager wants to take that coaching or not. Bastard. <laughs> oh God. Another oh. Rager sighting. No, no. Uh, he ruined every one of my fantasy teams <laughs> and my favorite team in the NFL, well, the only team in the NFL. So like, why can I, why I have to talk about him? It's law. It's oh, like, man. I'm from Jersey. I have to like Bruce Springsteen and Bon Jovi. That, that, is, <laughs> that is factual from what I've heard, but you know, what, what you're saying is true. 
you can only say something to so many people or to somebody so many times and either they're going to get it or they're not. Yeah. And at a certain point, if you're not getting it, they don't care if you're a first round pick, you're not going to be on the team. Yeah. Let somebody else try to fix the guy. I'd rather have Zach Pascal out there, which we can do that now. Well, we're going into his third year, so we have him for this year and next year for sure. Unless how he moves him, you never know. Yeah, we. So I got a, uh, another wide receiver question for you, um, David Bell. All right, uh, I think people were double counting with the uh, with the uh, let's say bad combine showing. I don't think I don't think we knew. I don't think I thought he was a super great athlete going into it anyway. Um, you know. I guess my question about him is like, he's a good, he's, he's a good route runner from what I can see. He's, you know, uh, you know, he's, he's gonna, he's well-rounded. He's, he's, you know, he's going to be a, uh, I think he has a floor uh, in, in the NFL. Right. But like, as far as from a dynasty perspective, where does he go from like a sneaky buy to a fade as far as like draft capital goes, like, even if he's day three, which I don't think is going to happen. Like, does, is, does it start to be, that's not a sneaky buy anymore. That means the NFL told us what they think. So I actually do think he's a day three pick, to be honest with you. I have him pegged in the fourth and fifth round. I think he's a wide receiver two on an NFL team, to be honest with you. He's physical, but he's not that fast. His hands are decent. Blocking's average at best. Played at Purdue. He did some okay things there. Purdue had to throw a lot because they were down a lot. He was also the victim of poor quarterback play. Mm -hmm. A lot. Seems to be a Purdue thing. Is Is that Brock Purdy? Uh, Brock Purdy was Iowa State. Oh, okay. My bad. Brock Purdy is a guy that I'm probably not going to have anywhere, except for the Debbie leagues that I'm in where I already had Brock Purdy. Um, David Bell would have been the perfect wide receiver for the NFL in like 1995. Okay. Like that Dallas Cowboys dynasty teams, you know, he would have been fitting really well there for everything he does and the way the game was played back then. He just. So he's Alvin Harper? (laughs) (laughs) I just, he's very average. And he didn't test well at the combine. I think the NFL is going to tell you, you know, where you're probably drafting this guy. Well, first of all, all the mocks that we do on our YouTube channel for Mock Monday, apparently David Bell is supposed to be a first-round rookie draft pick, according to everybody that watches those mocks. So that makes every mock draft irrelevant. I think after the draft, you're probably going to be getting him in the third or fourth round of a rookie draft. Now, obviously, today is uh, March 26th. A lot could change between... It's about a month away, right? The draft. Yeah, about a month. Yeah, I could change in those four weeks, but I think the NFL is a little bit down on him. You might want to be too. Again, you have to adjust how you do things to how the NFL does things. Jesse, right the uh, receiver stuff. Receiver stuff. Yeah, I I kind of pulled him out of my rankings because I just I, he scares the crap out of me. So. um I noticed you're a little, seems like you're a little down on Sky Moore. Uh, he's a guy that at the combine impressed me just with, with the way he moves and his size and the fact that he's got the biggest hands in the class, which I didn't know until the combine. Um, those are what kind of bumped him up for me. But what are the negatives that are bumping him down for you? So he he's, I actually do like Sky Moore and it's not about, that I'm lower on him. It says I'm higher on other guys. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So he played at Western Michigan. And my comp to him was actually his former teammate, Dwayne Eskridge, who went to the Seattle Seahawks. Really? I, I saw a lot of similarities in the way they played. Um, he's explosive. 
a really good change of direction, which I think is fantastic for wide receivers. Routes are good. Hands are solid. Uh, contested catch, not his strong point at all. He's also 5'10 and under 200 pounds. Right. He is a good playmaker as far as he doesn't go down after initial contact. Willing and capable blocker. And he was pretty productive, too. The only thing is he played at Western Michigan with Caleb Ellaby as his quarterback, who Caleb Ellaby should not have declared for the NFL draft. He should have went back to school for another year and polished his abilities as a quarterback, which he decided not to do. So good luck in the XFL next year, Mr. Ellaby. Um, they're just the guys that I have above him are guys that I'd prefer to take in a draft over him. You know, guys like Christian Watson, we just talked about um, Jalen Tolbert. I like a lot from South Alabama, John Mechie. John so that was, that was my next question. Can we talk about Mechie? Yeah, I think he's going to be a value. John Mechie has some of the best burst off the line that I've seen in this class. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did, just going back to Sky Moore real quick. I do have more. Oh, I'm sorry. Like I didn't mean to cut you Robinson, David Bell, Amika Emaze from NC State, who I do like though, Romeo Dubs. So, you know, Khalil Shakir, I know Khalil Shakir, a lot of people like him. You guys can have him. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, John Mechie is a guy I like a lot. Let me bring his uh, scouting card back up here. <clears throat> I have him scouted a 6.11. Um, he does everything really good except for run blocking and his contested catch. So, again, same thing as Jameson Williams. I think it's a schematic thing because those wide receivers are always schemed open. A lot of RPOs. So you have to run routes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he's also not the most physical receiver, but I feel like – with the injury and him being the other guy at the school, he's going to be the value kind of like Chris Olave is going to be the value Ohio state guy. Cause everyone's talking about Garrett Wilson. So it look, if Chris Olave or John Mechie is your consolation prize, cause you didn't get the wide receiver you want from that school. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm so with you. I'm you've with talked that. about Jalen Tolbert twice now, and I can't let him go by twice without, <laughs> without getting some confirmation bias on Jalen Tolbert. Um, let me, I, you know, I, I had heard of him, right? I didn't want to watch any South Alabama football. Then I saw a couple articles say, listen, he's going to be a steal in the NFL draft. He's going to be a guy you want to look for in rookie drafts, right? So I looked into him a little bit more and was trying to get him worked into a couple trades in my C2C leagues. And I guess people were already hip to it or whatever. So I kind of have like a history, if you will, with with Jalen Tolbert. So, um, you know, there are knocks on him, concentration drops and, and, you know, uh, maybe not the the best uh, a route runner uh, and, and that sort of thing, but um, where are you uh, with with Tolbert and um, and why am I right that uh, I should have him in my top ten? You should, and a lot of the things that I saw that were negatives on him, I feel like can be coached out, will be coached out. Mm-hmm. Run blocking needs work, but again, and you said you didn't want to watch South Alabama film. Good call, trust me. Um, <laughs> The cool thing is South Alabama, they, he got to uh, do the senior bowl in the stadium that he played in. Oh, okay. Cool. Oh, that's neat. Um, he breaks his routes off too early at times, but he does track the ball really well when it's in the air. So I like that. Good breakaway speed. He could take it to the house at any point on the field. Hands are soft, but I did see some concentration drops like you had mentioned. Um, let's see. Off the line is okay, but he's better on intermediate routes um run blocking needs work to talk about that he's explosive and very productive i just feel like with some of the things like with the route running and the concentration i feel like he's like a four to six round pick in the nfl possibly and playing in south alabama 
Um, let's see, but I do have him graded at a 5.56. So he's halfway between serviceable and a good starter. Okay. Yeah. But I see. Feel like he could develop into something really good. And I have in my notes here, like I, I, I need him or I want him to get uh, day two capital, but it doesn't sound like that's where yeah, you're at. I don't think he will. It's always possible. You know, there's always those teams that they might only have a third and then not another pick till the sixth. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I'm willing to take a shot on this guy here. We've seen it before, right? You know, I mean, like the Rams don't have what a draft pick. They have like one pick here, one pick there. So they got to make them count. So I don't, I don't know what the Rams got going on. Oh. All right, uh, let's see here. Are we, uh, you know, want to move on to tight end? While we're, oh, or wait, hold on. I'm sorry, Alec Pierce. Alec. Oh, okay, Mr. I Combine. Him, I saw him mock ahead of Jameson Williams in, in like two mocks, and I'm just like, okay, like drugs are bad. Okay, Don't all right, all right. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. I, like, I like Alec Pierce actually. Um, 6'3, 213. Good, he's really, really good game speed and a 4'340. Um, agility's okay, gets off the line really well. To me, he would be good paired with a really strong quarterback. Routes aren't super sharp, but they are effective enough. He's a hand catcher, he's pretty physical. Um, I don't see a lot of run blocking. And again, going back to an RPO style offense, these guys always have to run routes. So you don't see it a ton unless it's a dedicated run. Um, not bad. Never cracked a thousand yards. Sucks. Mm. Um, but I think he's a day two pick. I haven't projected in the second or third round. Wow. I'm at a 5.44. So almost halfway between serviceable and good starter. I like Alec Pierce. So the one question I have, I never got an answer on it. Alec Pierce just left the senior bowl after like a day or two of practice. Huh. No, no, I don't know why. I could have had a family issue. Usually they yeah. say what's going on, but from what I had heard, he was not having good practices. Apparently they grade the practices higher than the actual game itself, the senior bowl, which is crazy. Um, and so he left. I don't know. I do not know, but I do like Alec Pierce. I also don't think he should be ranked ahead of Jameson Williams at all. Okay. At all. So uh, uh, Jesse, I'm going to leave this up to you. Uh, do we where to go next? The wasteland of tight end, <laughs> or hitting on on trying to suss out the order of these quarterbacks? I, I want to do quarterback. Okay. Uh, um, do you have a quarterback question? Why do you guys hate Malik Willis? Why Why do I hate him? Yeah, you hate him. I don't know about hate. I'm not sold on him. But I, I, all right, let me hear Let me hear Mike first. I do not hate Malik Willis. Malik Willis is my quarterback three in the class. Um, Kenny Pickett is my quarterback one. And Mm. I don't care about hand size. Joe Burrow has small hands too. Everybody loves Joe Burrow, right? So do I. Uh, Yeah. Alex Smith. Exactly. Um, Brian, I know you said you don't have a dedicated team for the NFL, but uh, Jesse, if, if I were to tell you that starting tomorrow, Joe Burrow was the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, would you be happy or sad? I mean, come on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Everybody would, for the most part, love if this dude was a quarterback. Kenny Pickett's got small hands too. Kenny Pickett can make every throw on the football field. He's got a good enough arm, more mobile than you think. Um, I actually have Matt Corral as my quarterback too. Matt Corral has some issues to clean up. Um, I see a lot of Jalen Hurts and Matt Corral with a better arm. My main concern with Matt Corral is when he runs, 
with the football, he leaves his head up too much and he takes a lot of shots. He does take a lot of hits. He doesn't know how to slide in the pocket either. And I'm like, you got to clean that up, dude, because you yeah. get murdered in the NFL. And he's not that big. He's not. Neither is Malik Willis. I think Malik Willis is like six foot. He's my quarterback three. But have you seen Malik Willis? Like I have. Yeah. He's, he's thick. <laughs> no, I'm serious. He's thick. He's 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 not that tall, but he's he's built like a like a coverage linebacker, if you ask me. So okay. All right. Uh I have him at okay, so he's six one, two twenty-five. So yeah, he does yeah, he's have, thick. He does. I mean, he's I, not McNabb, but no. And so I mean, people, he's also not six four. Here's the problem I have: a lot of people they peg quarterbacks of color as a certain type of quarterback. Like mm-hmm. he's black, he's a running quarterback. Malik Willis is he can run, but Malik Willis looks to throw the ball first, which is important because you're a quarterback. You want to do things like that. Well, and he's got a cannon. He has a really, really good arm. People say, well, he played at Liberty. He was recruited by Auburn, so let's keep that in mind. Well, he couldn't beat out Bo Nix. At the time, Bo Nix was a highly thought of collegiate quarterback. He's now with Oregon. I don't know what he's if he's going to be in the anything in the NFL. I have Malik Willis graded as six point three zero, which is a low end good starter. Um, he does a lot of things really, really well. Um, he leads his receivers. Got good touch on the deep ball. He doesn't have the strongest arm ever, but he has a really good arm. Uh, one thing that I look for too, and this plays in the arm strength, how does a quarterback set his feet, which is important. Mm-hmm. It's like sure. building a wall, you want to make sure you have a nice wide base. Mm-hmm. Too narrow, if your feet are all wonky, you're not going to throw the ball well. You get all Carson Wentzy about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, th- but the thing is, Carson Wentz had a good enough arm to compensate for the bad footwork. Um, yeah. Anticipation's good. Throwing the run is spectacular. Um, the playmaking, the rushing ability is great. And he was very, very productive. He had over 80 touchdowns in college, mm-hmm. which is, is very impressive. Over 2,000 rushing yards. He was the team, essentially. They had some other guys there that were okay. Um, I don't hate Malik Willis. I just think that they're, I think Kenny Pickett and Matt Corral are guys that could come in and start day one for an NFL team. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not high on Sam Howell. Everyone's comping him to Baker Mayfield. They just look the same. Yeah. <laughs> the same player. Yeah. And then who else? We got Carson Strong down there at quarterback five. Um, I actually might make a switch. Above Ritter. I, wow. Well, I might put Desmond Ritter above Carson Strong. I just haven't updated these in a little bit. Okay. Uh, I like what I see with Desmond Ritter now that I've completely scouted him. Um, and then, you know, you got some developmental guys like you got uh, Brock Purdy. Man. Frank Zappa. Yeah, Billy Zappi. <laughs> Billy Zappi, actually, um, I like a little bit. I think he is going to be a guy that's like a – he's going to be like a Gardner Minshew in the regards where he could come in, he might wow you for a couple games, and then he's going to get traded around the NFL like he's our guy. And then he just kind of sucks, and then he's a backup again. You know what I mean? Um, but in like really deep leagues, he's going to have some value. But then there's like – I'm just looking at the quarterback list that I got here. I haven't gone past 11, so like, <laughs> I have no there's, idea. There's not a lot that I really want. Like, I, I don't really want Chase Garbers from Cal. I don't want Caleb Ellaby. I don't want Skylar Thompson. I don't want Anthony Brown. Like, there's just not a lot of guys that I want 
in this quarterback class. But I got news for you, everybody. Everyone's saying the 23 quarterback class is better. You're uh, about to be severely disappointed. Bryce Young? I'm not a Bryce Young fan. Mm. He didn't look good in that championship game, that's for yeah. sure. He's too small. He did look small. I notice when he throws the ball, he like leans over too. That's got to be, it's got to be fixed. Um, good arm though for his size, but then you got CJ Stroud and then that's like, it. Mm-hmm. that's it. I saw somebody pay a lot for uh, Bryce Young today in a, in a Debbie league. Uh, um, oh yeah. They, they got Bryce Young and um, a pretty good, pretty good Debbie asset. But like on the other end, like Deshaun Watson, and I think um, I think Rashad Bateman might have been involved too. You know, mm. and I just just thought it was wow. You know, yeah, that's a lot. So Sean Watson's uh, got a chance to be you know top five dynasty quarterback again. So for for my Malik Willis, uh, you know, I'll, I'll cop to it. I I don't have the extensive scouting that 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 Bauer does, but mm. you know, I I look at him as a complete. Uh, athleticism upside play mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know and that to me is kind of a gamble and I don't know how much I'm you know I, I'm team dependent but like you know if I'm if I'm in a super flex rookie draft like how much am I going to gamble on him versus feeling some safer with somebody like Pickett or Corral and I've seen knocks on his mechanics his decision making his footwork so you know I just I can't I can't put him. I mean, right now he's floating around number two. I'm like less confident about my quarterback rankings than any other position, but I, I can't see him as, as one. I don't know. Yeah. That's all I have. I have Pickett at one. I just think he's pro ready. I think you could just roll him out there right now. And I, I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. Everyone makes a big deal about the hand size, but he played a pit played in bad weather. I know the NFL football is a little bit bigger, but wow. I feel like in a couple he, of years, he had, he hasn't played in Pittsburgh past November. So not really bad weather. We get bad weather in November in Pennsylvania all the time. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's true. That's true. All right. So um, my, my Malik Willis analysis is that he's got the most talent out of any quarterback in this court, in this class. And he, out of everyone, he absolutely has the highest ceiling. He's got the strongest arm. Um, and I would say outside of Desmond Ritter, he's got by far the strongest arm and the most athleticism. Matt Corral, to me, scares me. He looks like a system RPO guy. And if he lands in the wrong spot, he could be nothing. He could bounce around even and maybe find something later in his career. I'm not saying he's the same type of quarterback as Fitzpatrick, but you know maybe the same sort of career arc if he, if he doesn't find the right fit right away. Um, so that's a little scary for me. Um, I do agree with you on Pickett. I, he's he's pro ready. I, I like him. I I think um, if he continues to develop, he could become Derek Carr, which I think is I, I like Derek Carr. I think he's an excellent quarterback. So I, I, yeah. that's what I I really like Pickett. But Malik Willis has you know much higher ceiling than Derek Carr. Yeah. I, I've struggled to find a, a player comp to him because. Um, he's sort of like you said. He's he's not he's not the stereotypical um, African American quarterback that people expect to be. You know, the great athlete and just run, just be a running quarterback. He's not exactly that. He's 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 more of a thrower. Um, a little bit to me. The closest I've found is uh, like 
early career uh, McNair, if if you guys remember him, because he did run a bit and um, could could sort of muscle guys a little bit, uh, but was more of a passer, wanted to be more of a passer, and that's what he became. McNair um, was he was a little bit. He was bigger though, was yeah, he? Yeah, bigger, definitely bigger. Yeah. So, like I said, I've, uh, yeah, I've struggled to find it. Um, I, I just love the ceiling, and in this class, um, it's hard to find ceiling guys. Even Garrett Wilson, to me, is you know, to me, it, it, from a dynasty perspective, probably like a number, you know, a, a low end wide receiver one, high end wide receiver two. I'm fine with that. I'll take them all day. I, I hear you, but if I if if at 102 I can get a guy that is a top 10 fantasy quarterback, then you know that I think that's his potential. Yes, mm. it, it, the it's it's probably a fairly low percentage that he hits that potential, but that's what the draft is about. Do you want to take shots or do you want to play it safe? Mm-hmm. And in this draft. I just don't see enough elite talent later in the draft for me to want to pass on a guy like Malik Willis. Uh, I'll, I'll take my shot at 102, and if I miss, I miss. But quarterbacks also retain their value. So if I see him missing year one or year two, I can still trade him off and get at least a first for him. You know, I, that's, that's the thing about Dynasty Superflex. If you take a quarterback and if he's a, a you know at least a top 15 NFL pick, um, and that it's going to be dependent on that as well. If he goes late in the first round to Pittsburgh, well, he goes to Pittsburgh, they love him. So he could be a thing, yeah. um, but okay. it, that's not gonna, Yeah. It doesn't seem like that's going to happen. He's going to be a top 15 pick. He might be a top 10 pick. So, you know, in that, in that case, he's going to retain value, whether he's good or not. So I, I'll take the swing and then hopefully be able to flip him off. If I miss on that swing. Yeah. I got you. I, I don't hate it. That's my take. I know it was a little long-winded. I apologize, but well, I, no, it's, I, it's, that's it's, that's why I, I really like him at 102 and Dynasty Picks right now. The idea of, uh, of elite talent not being there later is a perfect segue into tight ends. Uh, and so um, you had a tight end question, I think, Jesse, right? Well, yeah, and, and actually I've done a little more research since then and, and had a discussion last night on – um, Dynasty War Games about tight ends a little bit, and Wiedermeyer's definitely fallen for me. I, mm. I, I actually hadn't even seen his combine numbers. I just it, it passed me by and assumed he tested well, and he did not. He ran a five flat, and as I mentioned before, I ran a five flat in high school, and I'm abnormally slow for my size. <laughs> Granted, I'm not six five two fifty. But uh, yeah, Wiedermeyer has fallen out of, the, of that tier. Um, so really, only McBride, um, uh, yeah, Trey McBride is the only tier one tight end I have. So then, my question for you, Bauer, is um, I'm sorry, Mr. Bauer, is um, <laughs> CEO Bauer. CEO. Uh, do you see him as a you know a, a mid to high first or a mid to high second round pick in a in a a tier one tight end prospect and also do you see anyone worth drafting um you know in in the first three rounds of a dynasty draft after that so if i'm tiering these tight ends trey mcbride is tier one jalen weidemeyer is tier two and then everything else is pretty much tier three everything Um, okay 
as far as tight ends go, this class is kind of interesting because there's some guys I like. Uh, bring up my tight ends here. Um, I like Kate Otten a lot. He might sneak into like the late third, early fourth round of rookie drafts. Good receiver, good blocker. I like Charlie Kohler, probably more than the other guys on my podcast too. Okay. Um, I'm out on Cole Turner. Um, yeah. I like Dulcich from UCLA. He's rising, yeah. Yeah, Daniel Bellinger I thought was uh, antagonizingly boring. Um, I'm out on Isaiah Likely, just a little too slow for me. Oh, really? Okay, you're out on Likely? Yeah. And not much of a blocker either, kind of small. No, not really. Jake Ferguson I think is going to be better for the NFL than he will for fantasy. Same thing with James Mitchell, Jeremy Ruckert. Um, and yeah, Ru- So Ruckert you don't see as a dynasty asset? Not a big one. I, I think he... He's going to be a guy where he's probably going to come in and be like a tight end too. It's like having an extra lineman on the field. I, I like Jeremy. I like Jeremy Rucker a lot. It's like him as a, as a football player better than a fantasy football player. Gotcha. You know, I, I feel like positions like this, if you can get a leg up on your opponents in the league, it's really important. It's important to scout these guys. And I know that everyone's like a tight end suck. Scout better. That's what I tell people. All the time. You know what I mean? Like uh, oh, kickers suck. IDP sucks. It's, Try a little harder. You know what I mean? Just, <laughs> what do you want me to tell you? There's there's another guy too. When I was scouting Arizona State, it's gonna completely ridiculous. There is a six foot eight tight end out of Arizona State named Curtis Hodges. Mm. Um, I think he's probably gonna be like a UDFA or a seventh round pick that somebody tries to develop. But he's actually pretty fast. He gets open pretty good. He runs some decent routes, and he's six foot eight. So just I don't know. Just see if Curtis Hodges gets drafted. Okay, okay. interesting. If you have a, a good big roster, yeah. take a shot. And probably the only Curtis Hodges mentioned on any podcast out there this year. There's a six-seven tight end out there as well. We were talking about last night. Yeah, I can't remember which one and it was. he's my guy. Oh, oh my okay. Guy. Oh, Jelani Wood. <laughs> okay. So uh, three years at Oak State, they don't really use him much. Uh, he wasn't thought of as a pass catcher. Goes to Virginia and produces uh, very well. Um, and uh, before the combine, I uh, see I'm OG. Before the combine, he was on my radar. I just, you know, because I read things that other people <laughs> wrote. But I was like, okay, he's the guy to keep an eye on. Uh, fastest 40 for a tight end his height since like the early 2000s. Uh, 24 bench press reps, first among tight ends. Um looked good in the in the drills where they're like catching uh, the ball and stuff like that so i you know uh, he's a guy that like uh, once you're past you know dolchich uh Wiedemeyer, and of course mcbride like you know I, to me it's wide open i can find reasons to like or, or not like uh, a lot of people right um so uh jelani woods is a my guy uh, at this point and um you know he's somebody i'm gonna be looking to 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 grab although his name is getting a little more buzz. So I don't know that he's going to be the, the value that, that he was going to be earlier. Yeah. So the only reason I don't have an opinion on Jelani Woods is I have not scouted him yet. I actually have him um, pegged to be scouted this next week. I also want to let you know that um, in the amount of time that we've been on this podcast together, somebody tagged me in a picture on Twitter of Nate Gary standing facing the wrong way while playing. <laughs> That's um, awesome. My- <laughs> lives on and this yeah. is not live either so man <laughs> that's awesome yeah, yeah um, so nate from the dynasty run he's 
big in the Jelani Woods. And he's a guy that if he's there in like fourth round of any rookie draft, Nate's in, Nate's trying to get him. He thinks he's going to be a really good taxi, uh, taxi stash. So yeah, my partner, uh, one of my partners, uh, Chad Mendoza is really high on him. Um, well, moderately high on him, but when we mentioned him, uh, Brian was in the chat and just started yelling. You could hear him yelling through the chat. So it was pretty awesome. <laughs> well, I take it for what it's worth. Cause I'm also like the, the conductor of the Brevin Jordan hype train. So, you know, I love, Brevin, like- I love Brevin Jordan. I don't think you're wrong on him. Actually. Brevin Jordan got bad draft capital, which just means he's easier for me to get. Yeah. That's, that's what that tells me. You know what I it mean? It was so weird to me. I didn't, I, I, I guess he just can't block. I mean, I just don't know why he fell so far. I don't know. I, I don't have my scouting stuff from last year. I'd have to dig mm-hmm. that out because I wasn't doing this last year. Right. I liked Brevin Jordan probably not as much as a lot of other people did, but just the fifth round draft capital and then nobody wanted him. I'm like, all right, I'm stashing him everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. yeah I got a bunch of shares. Yeah. Uh, I I actually, in that, in that draft I was talking to you about earlier, um, last year when we did that draft before – the NFL draft, I took him in the late second round because I just, I liked him. I thought that's, you know, that's where he should have gone with it. I thought he should have gotten better NFL draft capital. And I thought that was the talent at that time. That was the correct spot for him. I feel. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we're going to land the plane here uh, in a second. Anybody that you'd like to mention uh, that we haven't mentioned in our many, many mentions, uh, particularly maybe a, a deeper cut or, somebody that uh, people aren't talking about or, or even opposite somebody that people are too high on. Um, yeah. So I did mention Letty Brown before, and I mentioned Jalen Warren. These are guys that I like. Um, I feel like not enough people are talking about Jerome Ford from Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um, he was an Alabama transfer. Oh, why couldn't you get on the field at Alabama? A lot of people can't <laughs> yeah. feel about that. Understood. Um, I think a guy, I see Damian Pierce, he's getting mocked really high. Just be aware of that. I like Damian Pierce a lot. Might be better for the NFL than your fantasy team. Mm-hmm. Um, do not draft Max Borgie. He is also not Christian McCaffrey just because he's Caucasian. <laughs> you know, <laughs> to burst everybody's bubble there. Um, I think a guy like Ty Chandler is going to be a really good third down back, all of the okay. white mold. Um, catches the ball really well, played at UNC with Sam Howell. And I do not like Tyler Beatty. I would rather have uh, Jerion Ely or Tyler Goodson. Okay. That's about it. Yeah, also, that's, uh... I think uh, out of the South Carolina backs, Zaquan Jerry White will be a better NFL back than Kevin Harris will. Okay. Right on. Okay. Um, and you know what? We've we've kind of gone past an hour-ish anyway, so um, – Rookie draft strategy for, for 2022. Um, any quick hits on what you're looking to do? Which position is going to have the value uh, uh, at a certain place in, in the draft, et cetera? So for me this year, especially, it's going to be best player available. Um, the draft, quote unquote, dries up quick. Everyone always says that. The value is there. It's what you make of it. There's going to be a lot of dart throws this year. And I feel like it's really, really important to remember not every player that we draft is going to a make it in the NFL and B be a stud. Hold on. Let me write that down. 
<laughs> I just I feel like people really expect like, well, I took him in the first round of my rookie draft. Why is he not good? He needs to be Jamar Chase right now. That's not how it works. You know what I mean? <laughs> These things happen. Um, relax. And don't forget, your picks will only gain value. Um, so don't sell them now. Do that closer to your rookie draft. Like I have I have some guys, I have a couple leagues where I have the one one and I earned them. Trust me, I earned those one on one. And they're trying to get me. And I'm like, come talk to me at the draft. And they're like, well, it's going to cost me more than I'm like, I know. (laughs) But I also, you know, I have plans for those picks. Like those leagues are not super flex leagues. I want to draft Brees Hall. And I'm like, if you want the one-on-one, I need somebody as good as Brees Hall or better. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm not giving you that. Well, then I'm not trading you the pick. (laughs) I want Brees Hall. I need a running back. He's feel a surefire fit. So, and look, you know, one other thing, just strategy in general, some people are really pushy when it comes to making trades. You don't have to make a trade if you don't want to, and don't trade just to trade either. So cool. Great advice. Yeah. Uh, Jesse, anything else for your, your fellow miserable Eagles fan before we uh, close (laughs) things out? Well, that one time. (laughs) I love the depth in this draft. So I like the idea of trading down. Um, uh, 103, 104 is a little scary to me. I mean, I like the players, but uh, I'd, I'd rather trade down and get multiple firsts. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, it's just a it's just a thought. Um, obviously, if if you're on the clock, that's the best time to trade. So um, I got Tua for the 103. I thought that was pretty solid, and that was before the Tyreek trade. So I I, gained, I made a little money since then. Yeah. Uh, but that's the kind of thing that I'm like, explore all your avenues. It might be hard to trade down this year um, just because of the the perceptions of this draft, um, whether whether they're right or wrong. And that could absolutely change up the NFL draft, but explore all your avenues. See if there's a veteran that you like um, more than the player that you'll get with that pick. um, Or if there are multiple assets that you can get for that pick that you like better than that one, just, you know, see what you can do. Your 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 pick will never be more valuable than it than it is when you're on the clock. Right on. All right, let's land the plane here, folks. First, uh, we want to thank uh, the CEO, uh, Michael Bauer. Uh, real quick, uh, uh, tell us uh, plugs where they can find you on Twitter and and rewind and, and all that jazz. Yeah, follow me on Twitter at rewind CEO. Follow the podcast at Dynasty Rewind. Um, again, Facebook page. We have a uh, youtube would love come check out the youtube it's a cool channel and uh we have an instagram i just basically put the links to all the youtube stuff on the instagram (laughs) but i occasionally throw other stuff out there so yeah come check us out and gentlemen thank you very much for having me on i appreciate it all right absolutely man it was amazing meeting you thank you so much for coming on blast yeah jesse where can folks find you well i am found every week here on dynasty fever with my good friend my co-host well i'm sorry my host i'm co-host Mr. no Brian, no 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 no, no. Mr. We, Brian are, Ford. we are two co-hosts i'm just the sherpa of the show sheet that's all that's all, <laughs> all, right. all right on but you can always find me here um except for when dave donaldson is on and uh <laughs> <laughs> those weeks i'm taking off because it gets a little yeah. off the rails you guys will find out we're, we're gonna release a an off the rails episode something yeah. that happened last week but I mean, otherwise you can find me here and I do have another podcast called Dynasty Word Games. Uh, it's on the Dynasty Warzone Network. It's my, it's me, 
my good friends Chad Mendoza and Mike Casper, and we talk all kinds of Dynasty and Devi, and we play games along the way. We compete with each other. We compete with the guys in chat. We bring uh, listeners on. It's very, it's, it's just sort of an inclusive party atmosphere. So mm-hmm. uh, we go live on YouTube every Friday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, and I invite you just to join us and have some fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Bauer, I do not want to put you on the spot and make you say yes right now but we would love to have you anytime you're free anytime you're free sure um we used to do our shows on friday nights uh now we do them tuesday nights so i'm going to have to get the okay from my wife because i do friday nights back to her um but i don't see why that would be a problem i think i could do that at some point they always bust my chops for being an eagles fan because everything leads back to philly and my conversations (laughs) so i just you know it'd be nice to just you know, even the, even the playing field a little bit. I think I could do that at some point for sure. Right on. And, uh, right on. and, and we will, and you get to see the, the Tito's and the Topo Chico uh, flow. Uh, <laughs> yes. Last yeah. night, actually, I found a new one. Rock Creek Vodka. It was pretty good. It's okay. from Arkansas. Yeah. Nice. All right, folks. Well, you can find me at FFJunkie underscore on Twitter, uh, rankings and some articles here and there at fantasyandframes.com. Uh, and let's see what else uh that's about it and you can follow this show at dynasty fever pod on the twitters for the ceo for the other suffering eagles fan uh <laughs> it's <laughs> all right that's a wrap thanks for listening <laughs> thank you